Hey guys, it's Naylor. I have a big favor to ask of you. I know you just clicked play on this podcast, but before you get settled in, can you do me a big favor and go into the app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe? And while you're there, click download so you don't get any interruptions due to spotty service. This way you can fully enjoy the episode. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Here we go. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR. And this episode, I'm joined on the phone with Mark from Project Green right here in Virginia. How's it going, Mark? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being on the call. This is our our first call here on, on the show. Um, you know, it's it's a, a feature that that we all use, and uh, we have to work out the bugs here. So, um, you know, my friend and uh, colleague Paul Jamison will will get a kick out of this. I didn't forget to press record, Paul. Uh, not really. So I was just recording myself. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to you know to record the actual track that the phone that Mark was talking on. I could hear it. Everything was great. We had all everything good to go. And I, I just realized, fortunately, it was only four minutes in. But I realized, like, oh. Yeah, hold on a second. Let me test this out. I forgot to double check that this particular line was recording for Mark. So yeah, so we're we're this is take two here. You know that we all we live and learn. But I feel like I've learned a lot from from my colleagues who have uh, forgot to press record into the entire episode without <laughs> recording. They had to do it all over again. So I'm glad I found it early there. <laughs> so anyway, so back back on track here. Uh, so so Mark, you you were um you own Project Green, correct? So I'm the co-owner. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. So it's me and and another another guy named Alex. Okay, awesome. And what um, what are the services that you offer for Project Green? Sure. Um, so, well, Alex Kepner and I started in 2015. So um, we started out doing uh, lawn care applications. So we have an organic lawn care option side. Uh, then we also have a hybrid lawn care program side, which. You know, we still do all of your fertilization, weed control. Um, we don't use any harsh weed controls, so no 2,4-D-based products, um, no synthetic insect controls, so no neonics. It's a, a bee-friendly program and a pollinator-friendly program. Um, from there, we offer an all-organic tree and shrub care program. Uh, we also have a 100% natural mosquito control. And from there, we do fall aeration seeding, do soil testing and lime treatments. Awesome. So, and so no, no, like mowing or mulch or any other kind of maintenance, right? No, no mowing, no mulching, no snow removal. So uh, this time of year, we, we go a little quiet. Yeah. So I know we were talking a little bit offline there. You know, I, I have more of a, a lawn maintenance business myself. I mean, I do offer fertilization weed control, but not, nothing to the scale of, of your company. Um, it's, it's more just so that we can be a one-stop shop for our clients, you know, but the maintenance, you know, shrubs, mowing, um, you know, mulch, leaves, like the whole, you know, year, that's, that's kind of like our, our sweet spot there, our package for our clients. But even still, we, we have downtime this time of year here. We're recording in January where it, it, we don't get a lot of snow. So I think it's the slowest time for most people in this industry in the country, unless they're in the areas where they get pounded with snow. So we, we don't. So it's it's like what it's challenging kind of like to, to, 
to keep ourselves busy or, or more importantly, you know, when I was solo, it wasn't that big of a deal because I kind of looked forward to some of this downtime to kind of regroup and do that, which we, you still have to do no matter what. But when you start hiring employees and growing and things like that, and you want to keep employees when you find good ones, you don't want to start from scratch. Like we were talking about, it becomes challenging to make sure that you have enough work or just, just, just to make sure you can pay your guys. However it is that, that you can, can do that. So what, what I always curious what you guys like, you know, there's a couple other companies uh, in our area that only focus on, on what the same thing you do, you know, just, just treating turf. They don't have the mowing or the, the plowing or any of that kind of, you know, winter type work. So I was curious, what, what do you guys do this time of year for downtime? Yeah, we're, we're pretty fortunate. We have some, some really good guys, uh, some really good employees. So, um, obviously, we want to keep them around. Uh, so once once the winter comes in, you know we're usually busy up until about Christmas time, and then we start to go a little silent until about the second to third week in January. Um, so you know that time frame gives us a really good option where we can come to the shop, we clean all of our equipment, we clean out all the tanks, we you know fix anything that might be having any issues, we rebuild our pumps. Um, we do some training on basically the the spray rigs, the spreaders, make sure everyone's up to date on the you know, physical training standard operating procedures. Uh, then we we move inside, we do some cleaning around the shop, we move things around, get ready for the next year. And uh, from there, we do our recertification. So make sure we have all of our certifications with VDAX and you know the certified fertilizer applicator. Um, license as well. And from there, you know, like next week, the guys have the whole week off. Um, Alex did a great job creating kind of a program there where if we finish everything up, the guys will get a week off. They still get paid. That way we're, they get a little bit of a thank you and we know they'll be back once the treatments start back up. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's an, an uh, very interesting and awesome thing, you know, to to do. Uh, I I was thinking similarly on my my end, like how I could maybe incorporate some of that stuff too, whether it be for a couple of days or a week or or anything uh, to that extent. I've I've heard some other guys in the industry do similar things too. So that's I guess at the end of the day, you know, like like you were saying off air, uh, you know, we we'd rather do some things like that, you know, make some temporary. I guess sacrifices, that's, that's what you want to call it, you know, or, or go in the red, like you said, you know, maybe for a week or something to keep the employees that, that we want so that we're not having to start from scratch, which could take months, you know, sometimes half the season to get a new person back up and running. So uh, you will really want to do, it's hard enough to find good people. The last thing you want to do is lose them. So uh, I, I totally am into all of that, this conversation, that part of the conversation. So, and I was curious what you guys do. So that's, that's interesting. Um, and I appreciate you sharing that. What, um, what does project green stand for? It's a, it's a unique name. So I, I'm curious what the story is behind that. Also project green is more of a, you know, we're taking care of homeowners lawns and generally they are doing the mowing or the leaf removal or, you know, they handle the irrigation system that's on the property. So your lawn is our project. So we're working with the homeowners, we're educating the homeowners, and we're working together to create a nice green lawn. So it's it's not just, hey, hire us, your lawn's going to be green. It's hire us. Well, we're going to take this project on with you and with education and, you know, notes and updates 
and our treatment program, you're going to have the best looking lawn you possibly can. So yeah. it lawns are projects. It, every lawn's different. So we we've definitely found some some fun, I guess, pockets of town where you know some lawns look really really good. A new neighborhood over here, the lawns you know add color for a few weeks and then they drop color because the soil isn't as healthy. So every every lawn's a different project for us, which is pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. And and for for those that that um, don't or want to see what you're talking about, and because they're not familiar or haven't been following you, you're on Instagram, right? Project Green is that the name of your Instagram account? Yeah, Project Green VA, um, the abbreviation for Virginia is our Instagram. Um, we're on Facebook as well, so project green on facebook Mm -hmm. yeah so you guys got a lot of great pictures there i mean talking talking about green lawns and everything you're always showing off and i'm always trying to figure out if i recognize a neighborhood or a lawn i'm like wait wait where is that you know i'm like it looks familiar you know sometimes you guys put the tag uh, or the locate yeah the location tag up on the top like a particular town or neighborhood and i'm like oh yeah okay that was right around the corner or whatever so i've actually seen some of your flags in some of the neighborhoods that that i'm in as well as other, you know, like the, the Virginia Green and, you know, all the other um, companies that are around here. And I, th- I think it's really awesome that, I mean, for one thing, I tell everyone that there's enough, there's more than enough grass for everyone, you know? I mean, let's let, let's be real here. So, uh, you know, we can call each other competition, but it, it should be healthy competition, if, if even calling it that, you know what I mean? We're all in the same game. We're all trying to accomplish the same goal. We're trying to, you know, make a living for ourselves, our family, our employees, their family, all that. Plus we're also trying to make a great, whatever it is for our clients, you know, a great lawn, great landscape, great, you know, um, hardscape design, whatever it is that, that, that we're all offering, um, uniquely, we, we want to do a good job with that too and, and, and service our, our clients. So we're all yeah. really doing the same thing, you know? So, I mean, uh, I really, again, appreciate you, being able to open up a little bit and, and, and talk about stuff being as how that we are, you know, literally in the same town, basically, you know, in, in the same neighborhoods and, and some stuff. But I mean, like, again, I'm not, I'm not like doing just, just what you're doing. So I do a lot of stuff that you don't do. So there's a lot of um, differences there too. So, but, but anyway, yeah. yeah. There's always crossover and you're right. There is a lot of grass to go around. So there, there's plenty of work for all of us in this industry. And, uh, yeah, a lot of times you talk to some landscapers and they don't want to tell you anything because, you know, they're doing something special. But, you know, if you can, if, you know, someone else in the industry can pick up from this conversation or, you know, I pick up something from a, another podcast that I listen to, you know, we're, we're all in it together. So we might as well help each other out. Exactly. Yeah. So, Mark, why don't, why don't you uh, get us caught up to speed, like kind of like your, your origin story? How, how did you get started in this industry? And then how did Project Green become? And, and definitely want to hear about your partnership and, um, and so on. Yeah. So I um, my grandfather was a was a farmer and my mother was an avid gardener. So I, I grew up outside and it's in your you know, blood either. Yeah, weeding the garden. Um, my first job for allowance was to mow the grass around my mom's garden with one of those old school push reel mowers. Um, so I learned the value of a regular mowing schedule because if I waited too long, it would be very difficult to push through thick grass. Um, yeah. So, you know, I did that when I was young. Um, when I was 18 after high school, I started a 
a lawn mowing business with two of my buddies and we did that for a, a couple summers and that was a passion for me. I really enjoyed it. Um, so I applied to tech and thankfully I got in. So I majored in, you know, agriculture technology. So landscaping and turf management in college. Okay. Yeah. So we did, I did the two year program there. It was awesome. I would highly recommend it. I'm a visual person. So, you know, you, you read the thing, you read everything in the textbooks, you go to class, you, you talk to your professors, but then you go out in the lab and you actually could see it. So, you know, we got to be on Tech's football field. We got to go to their research plots. We got to work in the, you know, the Han garden and things like that. So it was pretty fun. Yeah. That's a really great process. That's awesome. And, and, you know, my daughter, I know a little bit about that because my daughter goes to tech. Um, so, so they, they, you know, told us all this stuff. I mean, they, they have their own farms, everything like, like their whole food source, you know, like all the food that they offer and all the, the, the different cafeterias and, and all that, um, for, Everyone, the, the dining hall. Sorry, they're not cafeterias. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm saying the wrong thing. Someone's gonna like be <laughs> my daughter's oh. gonna be so upset. But yeah, the the different dining halls and all that for for all the meal plans and everything. Like it's all fresh food. It's crazy, and they and they never copy um, like the the same meal. Like the the entree, like the main course, oh. is always different every single day of the year. It's insane. So they're they're like known for one of the best. <laughs> food colleges amongst so many other things, obviously, right. They're one of the top colleges in the country. So I, yeah, they, they have all that stuff out there, right. I mean, farming, anything and everything, produce, you know, animals, all that stuff, you know, they, they, they just get all right there. They just go out and get their ingredients that they need for the day and that's it. So I can totally see how that would be conducive for, you know, horticulture and all that kind of, all the different, just anything, everything green, right? Yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, the, the dining halls there are unbelievable so <laughs> yeah so I you ate, know you know the deal <laughs> i ate really well and you know you're surrounded by nature there too so with a land-grant university like that you you can go out and you can be outside and in nature a lot which is really really nice especially for an agriculture degree so, yeah so were you yeah, always awesome. were you always thinking to yourself like um during that process like i, I want to start my own business or i want to work for a business like this well you know, I was enjoying the college life and I was enjoying uh, learning about things. So after college, I actually worked for a few lawn care companies. Um, I worked for a full service company and I also worked for, you know, a lawn care applications company. Like here in and, the area and like the Richmond area or up, up there in Virginia Tech area? Um, I worked in the Richmond area um, and that's really kind of where I fell in love with the application side of things. Um was there's a little it's a little more in depth so you you have to take the whole year into you know into the whole spectrum of saying okay in the spring i'm doing these treatments to make sure i have not too much nitrogen but enough to give good color you know pre-emergence for weed control the summer i have to maintain color which is always difficult in the transition zone here in richmond so Mm -hmm. that was kind of a nice challenge and then Obviously, in the fall is when we put down a bulk of our nutrients, just because that's when our cool season grass is growing and right. developing that root system. So, yeah, yeah, really, really fun. That's awesome. You sound very, very passionate uh, for, it. and like you said, it's it's a project. So that's why there you go, right? Yeah, exactly. And so in 2015, um, Alex and I got together and 
and started, you know, Project Green here in Richmond. So, who, so. Who, who's Alex? Um, I mean, so I, Alex, I know who he is for the company, but I mean, like, where did you guys meet and stuff? Uh, so, Alex and I actually both went to tech. Um, we didn't know each other very well at tech, but uh, he was a marketing major, and obviously I was a landscape and turf major. So, after college, um, his wife actually reintroduced us because his wife and I went to high school together. Oh, wow. So, Small world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we they moved back to the Richmond area. We talked a little bit, and um, this is how it formed. Wow. So what? And what is he? So he does like the marketing and things like that for for Project Green. He he basically runs everything on the back end. He handles everything from the credit cards to the onboarding process to uh, the books and everything else. Um, really, he handles everything. My side is is the customer service, the product selection, and the end result. Awesome. And what, and, and, and your role is? Um, that, that is my role. Basically I do customer service, which includes, you know, walking lawns with homeowners, checking on lawns, um, doing any service calls that may be needed. Um, from there I do the product selection. So Training. reading into, yeah, yeah, reading into the products, testing them, selecting them, training, mixing them and training the into guys our tanks. Yeah. Training the guys on it. Um, and then from there I, I do the social media as well. So, oh, okay. So you are the one that's putting the, the stuff up there. Gotcha. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> I, I am, I am the social media guy, which is fun. I, I really do enjoy it. As anyone knows, if they do social media, it can be a little tedious from time to time, but yes, for uh, sure. It's pretty fun. Uh, Trying to always have something that will catch an eye or give some good education too is is really fun. Yeah. So I was going to ask when you got into social media, was that more for a marketing thing, or you know, for your potential clients, or was that more to just kind of interact with a community that maybe you stumbled upon? You know, that that is now a, a budding, promising community of tons of lawn and landscape folks all over the country and the world that collaborate and network and post stuff on social media or that would that kind of came after the fact so when we when i when we started the social media account it was more along the lines of just to advertise for our business you know if the homeowner saw our name they could go to social media or they could go to our website and they could see what we're doing um i did find briefly after you know creating the account and posting and searching through hashtags and stuff that there is a pretty cool community um, within the landscape industry here. Um, so I've met some, some good friends through social media where, you know, we've never been face to face, but we talk a few times a week and talk about what they're seeing on their yards and what we're seeing on ours. And it's created a pretty cool community. Um, I really do like that side of it. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's awesome. I mean, that's, I, I feel the exact same way. I mean, for me, it was a little bit different. I was just trying to search stuff, you know, online, like just Googling my heart out when I first started, you know, going from a homeowner to a, trying to be a professional service full time and just trying to figure out whatever I could, right? And just research as much as possible. And it was still kind of in, 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 in its infancy about seven, eight years ago. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot out there on YouTube or just social media in general. 
but the, I, I saw like the potential and the few people that were involved. And, but I but so like, I was just doing research, wasn't trying to promote my business yet, just trying to figure out how to really get involved. And then I stumbled upon the community at the same time. So it kind of became a mutual thing where I was learning and sharing and learning and sharing all at the same time. And, and then kind of also starting to, you know, promote my business on separately from that, you know, like a, a business, Facebook business page for, for, um, for my business and, and post things for that, that had nothing to do with all of my other social media stuff that that stuff was all geared to the community and, and other guys and girls in the industry that may be in my shoes or, um, want to be in my shoes or even the guys that, you know, that, that are way ahead of me that maybe, you know, sometimes when you get, you, you get kind of set in your ways or complacent or, or just things change sometimes over the years. And, and you might have not realized that. And when you hear like a new fresh person, you know, perspective, you're like, Oh, Oh wow. I didn't know that was a thing now. Or, or, Oh, I didn't, I didn't even think to use that that way or to do this like that, you know? And then, and you know, so you're, you're never too old or too experienced to, to learn, to try and learn new things. Right. We, we should always keep learning, you know, in life. It's amazing when you just, open your eyes and look around and then open your ears and listen. Um, even with someone that's just starting out or someone that's been around for 20 years, I mean, you can always learn something that you can say, okay, wow, you know, that's an interesting take on this subject. I, I could maybe take that, tweak it a little bit for my business and, you know, make it work really well. So, um, I've learned from all aspects. It doesn't have to be just a lawn treatment company. It doesn't have, it could be a snow removal company and the way that they, you know, handle their hours and, or the way that they, you know, train their guys, little things like that is really cool. And listening to podcasts and reading through and social media and stuff like that, I I have definitely learned a lot. So exactly. Yeah, for sure. So I want to uh, dive in a little bit more about the, the organic services that you, that you, uh, offer and, and kind of what that means and what that looks like compared to, you know, the opposite of that, I guess, or what, what, what some other offerings are. But first I want to just take a quick, uh, short break and then we'll, we'll come back and we'll, we'll dive in a little bit. Sounds great. Kanabi Outdoor Power and Terry's Small Engine are family owned and operated and conveniently located in Midlothian, Virginia. They can provide you with the latest and best in outdoor power products to make your outdoor living more enjoyable. Combine this wide array of selections with their friendly and knowledgeable staff, and they're convinced Kanabi Outdoor Power and Terry's Small Engine will become your only stop for all of your outdoor power needs. Go to terrysmallenginerepair.com or click the link in the show notes for locations and more details. This week's rating and review comes from none other than Paul Jamison from the Green Industry Podcast. He titles it A Pioneer and Leader. Paul writes, Naylor is a natural and also has the best producer in the biz. One podcasting tip for the rookie, hit record. Smash that subscribe button, friends. Thanks, Paul. That's a little inside joke there about the hit the record button. We'll just leave it at that if you haven't uh, heard any of those episodes and us joking about that. But at any rate, I appreciate it, Paul, for leaving that review. It means a great deal to me from friend to friend and podcaster to listener. Thank you very much. And guys, every week I'm going to read another review and take this moment of gratitude. So if you haven't already, go ahead on Apple Podcasts and leave your review. And now the LCR Media Podcast continues. All right, guys. Well, we're back with Mark from Project Green. And we were going down uh, 
memory lane a little bit with social media. And we were also uh, digging into his business and uh, how he started up and everything. And I wanted to kind of focus now because there are several, you know, decent size and massive size um, turf treatment companies like only, you know, they don't offer mowing or anything like that, like I do uh, for my business. So, but there's some unique differences between them as far as what type of products and chemicals, I guess you is the right way to, to say it, that they offer like organic, non-organic. So you, you guys offer like all organic, correct? Or something along that wants you, can you just help me out with that and just kind of, uh, shed some light on that for everybody? Yeah. So, um, our, I guess our, our best program or our most common program is a hybrid program. So, um, you know, you might have, one part of the household saying, I want everything all organic. I, I don't want anything, but another side of the household is going to say, I don't care. I want it green. And I don't, I want very few weeds in the yard, if any. Um, so that's why we created this hybrid program. Um, so we are using a lot of organic products, um, soil amendments, uh, fertilizers, nutrients, things like that, that, you know, are all derived from an organic source, whether it be humic acid or fulvic acid or uh, kelp. Um, we use molasses in our products because it, A, feeds the soil. It also gives a, a food source or a carbon source. Um, so we use a lot of organic products in our programs uh, to give a healthy soil, to feed the soil, and also promote you know, a, a nice color and um, resistance to drought and heat and you know, disease when those environments arrive. Um, so we do use a lot of organic ingredients and then we do use some, you know, synthetic ingredients as well. But when it comes down to those, you also need to kind of take it a step further and say, okay, now there's these products on the market and there's these products on the market. Well, we look through a lot, we test a lot and we've spoken with vets and you know, scientists and other things like that to make sure that our products are safer for pets, for the environment, for the watershed, and for us in general. Um, so when it comes down to weed controls, you know, we don't use any carcinogen-based or 2,4-D-based products. Um, 2,4-D is one of the most common ingredients in weed control. So there's not very many products on the market that don't have it. Um, we will not use those 2,4-D based products because uh, they're not good for the soil. They're not good for, you know, our pets. They're not good for us because obviously they get into the bloodstream and they are linked to, you know, health issues. So um, that's one thing that we, we do a lot as far as diving into the labels and looking through things to make sure that, you know, the products that come out of our tanks and onto our homeowners lawns are going to be safe for them to, you know, play for their kids to roll around on for their dogs to, you know, hang out in. So that's something we, we take pretty seriously. Yeah. Well, man, I have a few things that I want to, um, dig in a little bit more follow up with that. <laughs> Hopefully I won't forget them all. But, um, the, the one thing, the first thing is I know a lot of critics out there, myself in the beginning included, you know, I, I guess I would say probably more folks that don't have the experience. Um, so that's why I'm asking you, but, 
there's, there's a lot of folks out there that would say or believe that you won't get the same or it won't be as effective or as quick, maybe, the results f- from a weed control anyway. I mean, fertilizer is kind of fertilizer. There's tons of ways, you know, to obviously activate, you know, that make the grass green and, and, and condition the soil like that, you know. And, and a lot of people use a lot of those amendments anyway, whether they're putting just, you know, chemical like stuff down for nitrogen or not. But from a weed control standpoint, I have always felt like, and I know a lot of other folks too are like, yeah, you know, you just really can't kill a weed the same way. Like if you're just spraying bleach on it, or if you're putting what, you know, two, four D or whatever these different things are like, what do you say to that? And have you, is that true? Is there any merit to that? Have you experienced that like a slower type reaction or less effective results? Yeah. And you know, there's so many homeowners and professionals out there that are going to be like, hey, your program's not going to work. Um, <laughs> I'm, I met with a, a homeowner um, down in Chester the other day, and we were walking the yard, and he looked at me. He's like, I didn't think that this was going to work. He's like, it might have taken a little bit longer. He's like, but I'm way happier now than when I was with a full synthetic company, you know, two years ago that, you know, most people use. Right. Uh, he's like, the, it's better long term. He's like, it might take a little bit longer, but the results are there. So you got to create that expectation. And that's something that um, we've we've really focused on a lot as far as when we do the estimate or when we talk to the homeowners, um, you know, we're going to spray the yard and it's not going to die immediately. It might take two treatments to, you know, clean some of the weeds up. And if you have violets, well, ma'am, it's going to be an ongoing battle. Um, violets are, are not, are not an easy thing. They're super aggressive. Yeah. Any company to control. (laughs) Um, so it, it is, it's about education and, you know, the healthiest, you know, the best defense against weeds is a healthy turf. So that's where we're, we're coming from that angle to, you know, kind of really get a nice looking lawn, a nice, healthy, dense turf. And in that way, you know, reduce the need for any harsh weed controls. Gotcha. Yeah. So a part of me thinks, you know, while you're saying that, um, the next follow up is it seems like you, you almost then have to find those type of clients, right? Because we, I know the company you're probably referring to, um, and, and, you know, they're, they're like known for quick results, right? So they have a ton of people, probably those people that like, you know, I, I blame Amazon, right? The, the same day people, you know, they just want results immediately spray the lawn, boom, it's green, you know, or spray the lawn, bam, weeds are dead and, you know, tomorrow or something like so that I feel like there's two different types of, of, of customers out there, right? You know, you want the clients that are really going to be long-term and that are going to appreciate the value and the, the, the bettering the environment and all that kind of, you know, all, all of those types of things versus the clients that just want quick, fast results. I almost feel like you probably don't have those type of clients, right? You, you, you kind of separate yourself like, well, I'm not really sure if we're the right company for you. Am I, am I right in those, in that kind of feeling there? Well, not really. I mean, <laughs> okay. we have a lot of those homeowners and, you know, for any, for all the companies here in Richmond, I will never say anything bad. They do one heck of a job. Um, so kudos to them. They've, they've created a, a heck of a program that works quickly. Um, you know, we have acquired a lot of customers that have come from all different sides of, Hey, you know, we were with this synthetic company or we were with this company or, um, but we want to quote from you. Well, you know, our goal is to deliver a lawn that is very, very similar. It looks almost identical to a synthetic company just without using those harsh chemicals. Um, so 
we do have a lot of homeowners that have come from those companies and you know they might be able to say okay it's going to take a little while longer to control this option but where we're focusing is we're giving them a pretty clear uh, expectation we're also delivering a customer service aspect so you know if if they call we answer the phone if they ask a question we answer it uh, we email them the day before we come you know we're our communication also kind of goes above and beyond so it almost seals that gap in between i gotcha and so what mm-hmm. what what um what is the most common things that people say like why they want to quote from you guys after they've already been with some of the the other uh companies in the area um i mean it it, it can be anything it can be oh well you know my lawn isn't looking as good as it did the last two years and the technician just said, Oh, you have to aerate and see it again, or didn't, you know, didn't provide a clear answer. Um, or, you know, there it's a different technician every single time on my yard or, you know, it, those are, those are some big items. Um, or, you know, I, I've called, I've asked them questions. I've never heard back from them. Um, we, if we get an email or a phone call that says, Hey, can we get an estimate within 24 hours? You've, You've either gotten a call from our salesperson, he's walked along and he's emailed you a quote. Um, so we're very quick to respond uh, to any type of issue, whether it be someone that would like a quote or someone that has a question or someone that has a complaint. So um, yeah. that's a that's a big part of the of the industry that I feel people do miss. Yeah. So it's just like building the relationship and, and you know, part of the whole project, like you like you say, it's it's a project. And. I'm assuming part of that project from what you're saying is the relationship with the, with the client, not just the actual, you know, put providing the services. Yeah. I mean, the service is a huge aspect, but there's a whole lot of other things that go into having the customer, which is the communication side and the education side too. So, um, they're, they're definitely big pieces of the puzzle. And how many, how many, uh, trucks, just another thing that I forgot to ask in the beginning to put in perspective for everyone, how, like the size of your company, cause I mean, we could talk numbers, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, some, sometimes people want to know or, or can see like, okay, they got two tank trucks or five or 20 or whatever it is. Like what, what what's your setup look like? Uh, so we've got five turf trucks on the road. Um, we have one that does tree and shrub and then we have, uh, two that do mosquitoes throughout the season. Okay. And are you guys, are you guys um, planning on, do you have any like growth plans? Like, is that a good spot for you or are you still, still trying to grow and get more trucks and more crews? Uh, we're, we're still growing. So we'll still be adding technicians and trucks for sure. Awesome. Uh, what, and mm-hmm. the other thing that I wanted to ask about organics and then everything that you were saying, it is this what, what was the reason for going this route? Like, was it because you wanted to stand out and be different uh, than, than everyone else or just have like something a little, you know, slightly different or whatever to offer and, and, and so that you can market it that way? Or was it um, because you just believed in, in this process or a little bit of both or neither? <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I believe we we believe in the process. Um, if you look north of us, um, you know, Maryland. Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, they all have a lot of rules and regulations as far as what you can put down, when you can put down, and how much you can put down. Mm. Um, and, and those laws have continued to to move south. Right. Um, Creeping so, in here. 
Yeah, and I worked with a company um, that that sold products through those markets, and there there sold a lot of organic based products, and learning about all of those and using them. Um, there's a bet, you know, there's a better way than the way it's been done for the last 20 years, year after year after year. Um, so I do believe in it. Um, I love being outside. I mean, I'm, I'm outdoors as much as humanly possible. Um, we paddle the James river all the time. Um, we're always on the water. We love fishing and being in the woods. So, you know, the health of our waterways is something that I think is really big and the fertilizer impact on the waterways has been really big, especially in the last 10 years. Um, so, you know, having using products that are going out on people's yards, I know that are not going to leach into the waterways and, you know, promote eutrophication or fish kills or algae growth. Um, that's really big for us. And, uh, you know, with, with us having kids and, uh, I have horses and animals with them being out on the yard and eating the grass and playing in the grass. Uh, I want to, I want to know that what's being put down is going to be safe for them. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I want to also go back to, um, your partnership that, that you have going on, because I know there's, there's been, a um, a lot of pros and cons from other folks that have had partnerships that maybe didn't work out, or they currently have partnerships that are working out or, or you know, that, that are fine. But I know there's like different pros and cons with that. And um, again, how long have you, has Project Green um, been around? Uh, since 2015. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, is there any, anything you can talk on or speak on about your partnership? Uh, like, you know, some pros and cons and, and maybe things that you guys have been able to overcome challenges or, or everything is just great and here's why? I mean, there's always going to be challenges, um, especially when you own a business with, you know, more than one person. So I think it's always being open and honest and being able to hear the other one out. Um, I think that's huge. Um, I know that it's hard sometimes there's situations where I thought I was right and wanted to fight it. And, you know, when I sat down and took a look at it, I wasn't right. And so sometimes you just gotta, gotta sit back. You gotta look at it from, you know, another perspective and, just always be ready to have a conversation. So, um, I think that's, that's one big, big takeaway. So, um, yeah. it's, it's been fun. Um, we've enjoyed it. We've obviously had questions and there's been issues and you work through them and you keep going. Well, I'm sure it's, it's, it's been, uh, since it was working well, it's, it's rewarding for you to not have to wear another hat, right? It's one less hat you have to wear because you have someone else that's, that's taking care of their end of, of, of the different things that, that you don't have necessarily focus solely on. Right. Absolutely. And he's, he's good at his side. So he, he does a great job. That's good. That's awesome. So yeah. what, um, you know, starting to wrap up the show here is, is there, what are some things that we can talk about for anyone that's, you know, from your experience when you started getting into this industry and, you know, I mean, you obviously had a lot of education and, and a lot of history with just, you know, out in your own yard with your parents to going to college, to working for a couple of other businesses and then starting your own. I mean, that's, that's definitely a, a solid sounding path right there to success. But I mean, 
there's obviously different paths for everyone. So is there any kind of tips and, you know, feedback that you can give anyone that is interested in kind of going down this road, focusing on turf and uh, turf treatments and, and, um, uh, or they're already in, in it, but maybe they're still new and they're still kind of trying to figure it out. Read, read as much as you can, you know, listen to podcasts and always do some product, you know, experiments, you know, look for new things that are coming out on the market. Uh, look at what the ingredients are. Uh, keep a journal of what you have used and what you've tested and, you know, the programs that you've implemented because one year it might not work as good as the other year. And if you don't have any notes or if you don't have any background information on the previous year, um, it can be very difficult. So, you know, as far as, hey, in October 2018, we had nine inches of rain. Oh, well, well, that's why the, you know, our seating didn't work as well as it did in 2019. Or, you know, if it didn't rain for two solid months, July and August, well, okay, so that's why my color dove that year. It might not have always been the product. It could have been the environment. So if you're, if you're in the, the turf industry and you're doing treatments, you always want to know what the environment's doing because Mother Nature is always going to throw you a curveball. Um, so yeah. plan as much as possible and then also have a plan B because Mother Nature, when she throws that curveball, it can, you know, you might need to change up your your application process or your, or your product amounts a little bit. So, um, documenting those things is, is always really, really big. Yeah. I think that's, that's good, solid advice. I appreciate you sharing that, Mark. Uh, if, uh, you know, you might get people wanting to reach out to you now on social media. Are you, are you okay with that? Like, is that, uh, do you have any other way that you would want people to get in touch with you uh, other than social media or is that the best? Like just DM you on Instagram or Facebook or something. Yeah, they can send they can send me a message on Instagram if they want. Um, you know, I met a bunch of really great guys um, that aren't, you know, directly in the Richmond market. They might be in Northern Virginia, they might be in Maryland, they might be in North Carolina, and then I've got a, a great a great buddy that's in New Jersey. Um, sometimes if they're in your market, they don't want to divulge information or goods or bad you know things that might have happened. Right. So if you you might connect with someone that's, you know, right outside of your area that you're not going to be impacted with, or you're not going to run into on a daily basis where y'all can openly share everything. Cause that's been pretty good for us as well. Um, we've talked about products that, Oh, Hey man, did you see this product? Yeah, I did. I tried it like a year ago. It, it, it really didn't do what it said it was going to do. Oh, really? Okay. Well, you know, so have some have some good friends in the industry that you can you know bounce things off of. Definitely. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's awesome. Solid advice. I appreciate your time, Mark. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add um, before we before we head out? No, twenty twenty was a wild year, so <laughs> yeah. um, I, I wish everyone a good twenty twenty one, and uh, yeah, we'll be be ready for the yard to start growing here in a few months. So we're excited about it. Yeah, that that's um. You, you made me think of one other little tiny rabbit hole that I 
forgot all about because we're in 2021. I'm just like, I'm over it, right? I'm already <laughs> to the new year. But uh, how did 2020 go for you guys? Because I know, you know, I try to be sensitive to this because not everyone in the, because of social media, I know that not everyone in the country fared as well as we did here in central Virginia. Uh, we meaning my business, but I know a lot of other people in, in other businesses in, in our area also did well. So, I mean, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things where the industry as a whole did well just because so many people were home and couldn't spend their money on vacations or whatever. So they're like, well, let's just invest in this and that. And mulch yards were always running out. and It, it was craziness, right? But, but it wasn't necessarily like that for every business everywhere in the country, especially as certain states that were more strict and were shut down for longer periods or had certain restrictions, who was essential, who wasn't, all that kind of stuff. So, but, so I try to be sensitive about that for sure. Um, did any of that affect you and your business? Yeah, you know, it was, it was a good year for us. I, I would say it was a very good year. Um, our mosquito control business went a little crazy because <laughs> everyone's, everyone's home. at home yeah, and uh, everyone wants to hang out in their backyard. So uh, that was, that was really, really good. Um, help was hard to find this year though. So mm. finding those additional people when we started growing was a little tough, but you know, we, we made it through. So, um, it, it was a good year all in all for did, sure. Did you guys like, uh, what most, most of us did was try and like figure out, like try and plan and prepare for, for kind of like, you know, the, the bottom, the fallout, like, cause you know, when all this, like in March, we're like, okay, is, the season's about to start. Like, well, how is this really going to, how, what's going to happen here? Like, did you guys kind of have that little uneasy and did you have any kind of backup plans? Were you planning for any losses or anything like that? Plan BC and, you know, or anything like that at all? Well, the good thing for us is that with, with the lawn care side of things, everyone was at home and everyone still wants, you know, a nice lawn. So we, we didn't really see the kickback as much as we thought we were going to. Um, when it first started, we we're like, Oh man, people are you know going to be losing their jobs and you know, what's going to, what's going to get cut while well, they're going to be at home. So they're going to do their own grass. Yeah. Um, but we didn't really see that happen as nearly as much as we thought. So we were very fortunate there. Gotcha. Yeah, well, I guess that seems to be the story. Even the states that were shut down, you know, once they opened up, they were they were booming. Like people were chomping at the bit, like ready, you know, to start, you know, paying invoices to get all this stuff done and get their their yards up to snuff or add a patio or this or that. So, um, so I think all in all, for that perspective, um, I think the green industry as a whole was a, a pretty good pandemic um, resistant business and industry. So we, we, we did good. So let's, uh, let's keep going into 2021, like you said, and, and wish everyone the best and just keep our heads held high. And, you know, there's definitely some lessons learned from last year, e even without pandemics and all that, you know, politics or whatever, like we're really ultimately in control for the most part. We, we know we are in control of how we respond and how we react and what we do. Obviously we can't control the weather and all the other things, but, uh, we, we can control how we deal with it. Right. So, that's that's just you know kind of I guess what 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 you were saying and what I was saying just um let's let's plan and uh, keep keep hitting it hard and have a, a great 2021. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, well, thank you for your time. I know uh, we got to get going and uh, enjoy the rest of our week. This kind of wacky up and down weather. We might get some snow tomorrow. Who knows? We'll have to wait till it actually happens. It'll probably only be like a little bit anyway. So. Welcome to Richmond. You never know till it's here. <laughs> exactly. All right, Mark. Well, thanks a lot. And you, you have a great 2020 and we'll definitely have to catch back up uh, later on down the road.
Awesome. Sounds great. Thank you. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.